0: afternoon, everybody. It's Thursday noon, so that means you're here with Air Go Radio. Uh, happy Genocide Day, everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I say that playfully, but I think in this uh, era that we're in, uh, the weight of my ancestors and the indigenous people who have been masked on this land are weighing heavier. Uh, but I am here um, on this Thanksgiving, and I am so excited to have a special guest host while Kiss is back home. I have the amazing Paige May with me. Hey, hey. Paige, say hey. what's up. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are, who are not in tune with um, the organizing community in Chicago, uh, Paige May is one of our most brilliant, most fearless, fearless leaders that we have. Um, and you know, this has been a very, very important um, week in Chicago. Um, so I wanted to use this space to kind of discuss and process what's going on. And there are there's really nobody more qualified or nobody I would rather be here with than Paige. So what's up, Paige? How you feeling today?
1: Hey, I'm good. It's real good to be here with you. I'm so
0: excited to have you here. Uh just a real quick, um, you, you can kind of just give your your quick little like introduction bio. You give them like 12 seconds okay. of, of who you are.
1: all <clears> right <throat> uh, yeah. So I'm a I'm an organizer here in Chicago. I've been organizing, I really got Um, started organizing heavily through Recharge Genocide, which got started after the murder of Dominique Franklin last year. I then uh, helped to start up a new group called Asada's Daughters, which is for Black women to love and support each other. Black
0: girl, where your magic at? (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know it. And I'm also in BYP 100. (laughs) Squat. So yeah, we've been out here um, organizing lots of protests, lots of events, especially over the past... I've been real active over the past year, especially.
0: As have I, as have I. So... Um, for those who um, somehow have been under a rock um, and don't know, uh, I guess we'll do some news here. And um, this week, um, it was Tuesday, I'm losing track of days, um, after a court order, um, the city was uh, forced to release a, a, a vicious video of Officer Van Dyke uh, brutally murdering Laquan McDonald on the street and shooting him 16 times. Um, I saw the. Did you see the? Have you watched it?
1: I did. I did. I didn't expect to, but
0: yeah, I I watched it. Um, right before we took the street, or we took the streets right after it came out, about six six thirty on Tuesday. I mean, I watched it and it didn't have sound. Oh, you you were actually right mm-hmm. next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and today they I saw something that had it released with sound. Oh. uh, which actually like is a big difference. Yeah. Um, and kind of how vicious, um, and how um excessive. It really was, but I don't even think "excessive" is a strong enough word. Um, so he was walking in the street, and he was he was shot five or six times, and his body uh, spun while standing, and then while mm-hmm. on the ground, he was shot another probably four to five times. Um, and so since uh, there's been there's been a righteous response, mm-hmm. um, and so we've been taking the streets um, and and leading protests and and having a space uh, for anger and for rage and for community and love as well. Um, so you want to just, um, either talk about how we got to this point and why, um, it's kind of so ridiculous that it's taken us a year to even have this information mm-hmm. and kind of the process on what it took for the public to be able to see what's going on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so my understanding, and it, it is complicated, right? So Laquan was killed October 20th, I believe, of last year. Yeah,
0: October 20th.
1: Right, and um, so this is over a year ago that this has taken place, almost 400 days. And um, my understanding is that Laquan's murdered and the city has this video and they know it's so bad that they actually agree to a settlement with a family of five million dollars right. which i it was funny while i so i was arrested monday night and one of the cops in there was even saying like some dude hit his head against a revolving door in a on a cruise ship not too long ago and he got 21 million dollars oh, for wow. hitting his head not dying just hitting his head wow. on a revolving door 21 million dollars
0: yeah, right
1: right but five million right so you know they know they fucked up uh, um but we, they we well, allowed you don't technically, way, you know it's cool yeah, up, yeah
0: we got beef with the fcc so like <laughs> sorry, every sorry. week we get one through and we, i'm
2: glad okay, we got there it through we go. really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's
1: true though anyway so um and the uh the city though did not want to release the video and what's complicated about it is my understanding is that the family also did not want the video released mm. um and and i think there's there's you know, the, a lot of times this video is being compared to, you know, Emmett Till and right. like the choice of the mother to like have an open casket, right. but that was a choice and the family didn't have that choice in this situation. An independent person, FOIA requested for the video, sued the city and won.
0: What What is a FOIA request?
1: It stands f- for the Freedom mm-hmm. of Information Act. So when you do it, when you submit a FOIA request, records that are supposed to be public or publicly available or accessible because of the Freedom of Information Act, you're able to... F- uh, basically fill out a form, a kind of complicated one, and request that those be given to you. And the city, a lot of times if you do this, right, you'll, it'll be passed over to you and lots of the stuff will be blacked out or they might deny it. And that's exactly what happened. The city was refusing to to give the over the video.
0: So of the like many important aspects or, or, or facets of of this tragedy, um, I think is how our political establishment is being exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the city and the nation at large are like acutely aware of how corrupt our mayor, our po- police chief or superintendent, um, and especially our state's attorney, Anita Alvarez, yes. um, have been in, you know, continually being accessories to murder. Um, and I don't really think there's a, a better way to put it um, by trying to cover up the evidence and trying to prolong any prosecution. Um as long as they can. So I think that is very important, especially for those who are maybe a little bit more conservative or middle of the road or more um, likely to respect the authority or to, to have belief in the, like, the power structures. Um, so that, that is something that I feel um, is, is important in this moment, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that, that, that gets at this idea. And I think that that this moment that we're in here in Chicago is special because that this isn't a call for the indictment of a single cop, right? That I think that people are understanding at a level that I haven't seen that this is bigger than Van Dyke. That, that right. This it, this shows you that this is systemic, that it, that yes, he fired the gun, but that there were many, exactly what you said, there right. were accessories to murder, including the mayor, right? People in high positions of power when it comes to policing and the courts, right? right? This is an issue of surveillance, right? right. Uh, and, and you start to see the web of all, of, of the whole prison industrial complex right. and how there's many, many players and it's never going to be enough to just go after one individual.
0: So, I mean, we, we kind of have addressed it, but like for the average like mm-hmm. CNN watcher, right? Like we got the charge mm-hmm. and this is, if I'm not mistaken, the first charge, murder charge for the history of a CPD for an active police officer, especially in the line of duty. Um, and like, is that not a win, right? Like, mm-hmm. is that not enough mm-hmm. for us to be like, is that justice right, right so to speak
1: i mean this is right, so i i always ask people like what do you, what is justice to you right. you know and and the thing you'll, i've said it a million times I'll keep saying it you know right now we have a justice system that says who did it and how do we punish them right. that is not working right that is not that's not stopping harm from happening we need to reimagine what justice looks like and ask instead of those questions we need to ask who is harmed how do we help them and how do we make sure this never happens again and who was harmed are the people who love the quan right. If they want him to be charged, then I support that. And I consider it a win because the people who are harmed got something they want. Mm-hmm. But did anyone ask them what they want? Right. Is this all that they want? Right. And if we're not asking those questions and we're just making assumptions, then I don't think that we're being transformative enough.
0: Yeah, and, and I think what's important to understand about state violence or about uh, police violence specifically, um, especially to those who are like, saying, like, why, you know, like the trolls are like, why are there no protests for the nine-year-old who got killed, right? Um, is that the difference between institutions, especially our government, and an individual. Um, and why I think, although as our world exists today, he should be charged and should be in jail, absolutely. Um, police are not acting as individuals, right? Like, they have a institutional... Um, wall that protects them um, and so even indicting one cop like right it wasn't just him by himself being rogue right. that empowered him to do that right. it was the belief that he had this literal squad with him yeah. um and, and they will say whatever it takes to do whatever they want to do um, and i just think that's very important for those who say like why aren't you protesting intercommunity community violence mm-hmm. um that's not, like, what's in, what is it, the Declaration of Independence? Like, of, like, supposed, uh, post, uh, you're supposed to hold your government accountable, right? Because mm-hmm. they represent mm-hmm. you. Um, and you can't hold an individual accountable. That's not the job of the people to protest mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just want to, like, let those know that an indictment is technically progress from where we have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not a victory in my mind. It's not justice. It's not. Winning and shouldn't it doesn't calm me down, right?
1: And that's I think that's getting it like, like they gave that to us to try to calm us down, right? You know, and like the best thing we can do with it is, you know, say family, I I hope that this this means something to you, and we're gonna keep fighting to make sure there's no more LaQuans, right? That this never happens again, um, because this you know, uh, the, reporters were interviewing me you know a week before this got released, asking me what do you think the city will do? Like, do you what will it change anything if they indict him, if they charge him? you know, before mm-hmm. or after. And I was like, if they're smart, they'll do it before. Yeah. They'll try to be doing damage control. And that's, exa- you know, they did that. And, and they made the next uh, level of, of they passed the next level of getting Dante Servant fired. Which yeah. again, what did um, someone call them? Justice cookies. <laughs> they passed <it> <laughs> justice cookies.
0: <laughs> yeah. <no>. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank That was Charles. Charles, yeah. 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 Um, and, and I think that's important to know that like, this did not happen Um right? That these charges did not just happen like out of a sense of like morality, exactly. right? Like it happened because of the pressure that the community has been putting on the police mm-hmm. and the mayor's office and Anita Alvarez's mm-hmm. office for the last year. And they know what's at stake and they know that they're at risk of being exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, do you want to, then now that we're moving, um, away from the case, mm-hmm. um, discuss a little bit more, about the response and about the organizing effort. Um, and, you know, as I like to talk to people about this, like everybody had the, the, the the media created like quote was like a new Ferguson is mm. it's gonna happen. That was what the fear is. Um, and like, I just want to start with like, as someone who would spend a lot of time in Ferguson and have a pretty solid understanding of what happened in Baltimore um, is that like, Uprisings and rebellions didn't happen randomly and like black people, you know, don't just say, oh, here's an excuse to like go steal. Um, That people took the streets as we had Mm -hmm. um, and police, you know, in different forms like instigated um, and created what what has been known as riots um, through repression and through violent tactics. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that kind of as the context of what everybody was fearing going into like this week. Uh, do you want to talk about today's Thursday, so Tuesday and Wednesday, or, or even Tuesday, mm-hmm. just specifically kind of like how that came about and the fact that it wasn't random?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, oh, there's so much there. I mean, I think, um, yeah, there, the, that the, the media and the mayor, I, I'm a little bit confused about particularly the mayor's intentions. I feel like they are adding more hype, right? They're the ones coming out with their helicopters, right? Lining up so many cops on the street, um, and it's it's uh, it's it's adding to the tension of the moment, no Absolutely. doubt, right? Um, and so, I. Th- we knew that the video was going to be released as of last Wednesday or Thursday when the announcement was made. And so there's a bunch of us from several organizations, the ones that I'm a part of, right, as well as Let Us Breathe, as well as Fly, as well as Black Lives Matter Chicago, who started meeting being like, we got to get ahead of this and trying to come up with a strategy. And I think what, what was really important about our space, and I know other people had similar reactions, right? Other groups were also organizing and planning. But I can speak to in our circle, one of the things that we were interested in is how do we how do we hold space for black rage? And I think we need to think about the nuances between The nuances and the differences between Black rage and rioting, I still don't know always what people mean by rioting. To me, it sounds like a very legal, I think it's a technical term Mm -hmm. um, that I I don't fully understand. My impressions are that right Black rage um, uh, turns into something that gets labeled a riot when the police... Get involved, right? The police are the ones that escalate it to a quote-unquote riot, and that's exactly what happened. You know, we had plans to hold space for Black Rage. We were doing that, Um, and we were marching. What's Michigan? Is that yeah? We
0: were on Michigan. We were on
1: Michigan. We try to take a bridge. Some of us are able to to get onto this bridge, but the police. Block us off, and then there's now a handful of us isolated on one side, and all of our people on the other side. I don't know what was going on in other people's <laughs> minds, but I was like, I'm gonna go back to my people now. Right, all right. right. Um, instead, they start just grabbing people, pulling mm. people, um, and we start, you know, we, we love and protect each other. Exactly. Um, we were able to to you know get most of our people away, but they they did grab they grabbed me. Um, they i had four or five officers on me i haven't seen the video um and in the process of that two other people jumped in to help me out and they got arrested and then
0: yeah it's it's actually um i i I didn't even expect to go like there that early but uh no that's cool um it's actually was an interesting domino effect Mm because i was i was on that other side with you um and i saw you know getting. hemmed up and I saw my people like trying to grab him and save him and get him away from them and I joined in on that Um, and from that I got targeted Mm -hmm. Um, and then people started and then you basically were trying to come and help me Uh, so me helping someone else led to you helping me Mm -hmm. which led to you getting arrested Um, and so as one of the four people on the first night um, that had wrists and handcuffs um, from a personal standpoint like how does that feel how does that um intensify or whatever maybe the effect is um, of actually being detained um, and charged um, on the day mm-hmm. that the police are being revealed mm-hmm. as murderers mm-hmm. or further revealed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um-
0: <laughs> that was a lot that was a you know, lot yeah, but it, it, we're just gonna talk about you getting arrested <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's
1: just, I'm laughing because it was like you know I'd been arrested literally like exactly one month before mm-hmm. and the that morning the morning the day before we, I got arrested I had been in court and my charges were dropped for that arrest right. so I got the charges dropped and then the next day I'm back in jail right. uh, and that was not planned I mean I think right this is a, a good example of how policing doesn't work if they were trying to reduce the problem of me being on a bridge that they don't want me mm-hmm. on i only came out angrier right mm-hmm. so if they if they were thinking that this is going to help stop me from trying to be on those bridges, <laughs> right. they were very very wrong um but I, I mean it was it was uh this week has been a lot um at, in that moment it was what I needed. I, ne- I kind of need that confrontation. It, mm-hmm. I need to expose them for what they are. I need to expose them for what they do and who they are actually serving, who they are actually protecting. And I need to have a moment of feeling like I am fighting back and you are. I, I would rather go to jail, keeping them from getting you, mm-hmm. right? Because they wanted to get you. Right. And that they didn't get you, feels they, good they to me my, right that, yeah my, like yeah. i'm okay going i'm yeah. okay if three of us go down as yeah. long as they don't get the person that they were like squatting up around to get yeah
0: you and when you kind of spoke towards that yesterday it, it kind of um put words to a feeling that i couldn't quite articulate of like i didn't i didn't know how to feel as i took the streets after watching the video mm-hmm. uh but once like being confronted and like getting into physical altercations with the cops like right the idea of like front lines or You know a battle or war like went from theoretical or hypothetical Mm -hmm. or like a metaphor to like i'm actually fighting to protect myself Mm -hmm. um and that did nothing but like intensify me um for yesterday but to those first arrests um the the night and 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 we'll briefly uh discuss our our good friend malcolm london but the night that he was arrested there were four people and i i just want to be very intentional um to make sure people know that two of those four were Mm -hmm. black women yeah. um and black women in their 20s and school teachers right like <laughs> yeah. black women who work at elementary schools <laughs> yeah. um which i think does nothing but like first exemplify that black women have and always and will continue to be at the front lines but just how ridiculous the police are right like that they have to use force and that they feel that they are In order to maintain control like they have Mm -hmm. to physically detain two women who probably i don't even mean put your business out there probably don't even weigh 150 pounds you (laughs) know it took five
1: of them i'm so proud but yeah like what were we gonna do yeah
0: um and and so i just i just think that's (laughs) ridiculous so to further like prove how counterproductive and counterintuitive the police are um even like for their own agendas, right? Like not even for like the myths of protecting and serving that I think most of the public are starting to realize is not the reality, but even for like police objectives and what they want to do to further their power, um, they even messed that up. Um, so after the three people were arrested, a, a few hours later, we were trying to close out um, on Tuesday um, and many people saw a, a white identify man um, with some of his face covered mm-hmm. for what is believed to be a smoke bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't exactly know who that is. We, we may have an idea. Um, but as soon as that happened, the police took that opportunity, whether it was pre-planned or not, um, to then choke and attack and surround Malcolm London and then arrest him. Um, and from that, it um, be- sparked more confrontation. Uh, but what happened by probably 5 to 6 a.m., The next day was Malcolm London was trending Mm -hmm. Um, and the entire country and definitely the city um, came to his defense. Um, And that speaks, one, to the work he's been doing, two, to like his social network that that he has. But three, um, just how ridiculous it is that the day after we're seeing this video that you guys are arresting those who are trying to respond to it um so were you in the courtroom or were you just on the on the courthouse steps yesterday I, yeah
1: yesterday i they let me i no I wasn't in the courtroom I was in the hallway and they okay. were only letting us in as people came out mm-hmm. um and i saw yeah. i i i
0: wasn't there I, I um and and so it was like really really sickening. Uh, one just being on twenty sixth of California, which is just like an evil yes. evil place um but like just the the like contempt that all the sheriffs and the judge had for us um mm-hmm. as citizens, right, like coming to support someone during the legal process, and just the like continuous threats to like arrest us if anybody said a word really? or if anybody made a gesture if anybody like if anybody did anything right she was like talking to us like a kindergarten teacher but instead of like time out she was going to punish us with like having to spend thanksgiving in jail um and they were just really really adamant about that um but however malcolm was the first called and his charges were dropped Mm -hmm. um and so do you want to like kind of speak to the moment of like kind of after that and and i feel like it gave us Strength Mm -hmm. it gave us more steam. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, we totally won. Like we, I mean, it was beautiful, right? Like I see them walking out, and I see this one woman who's really close to him just break down and sobs, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like Malcolm's one of my closest friends, you know. And seeing her sobbing, I I just thought the worst, you know. And to hear the, I didn't believe it. Someone had to say it to me a Mm -hmm. couple of times before I understood. Like the charges are dropped. I broke down and cried. So I missed the immediate moment. So we all go out, it's announced. Everyone starts the uh, I think it was We Gone VR, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Um, and when when event very quickly Malcolm actually gets released to us, and there's just this uproar. It was one of the most beautiful moments. And I I couldn't talk, I couldn't jump, I, I wasn't even participating, but I will hold on to that for the rest of my life. Yeah. There's the, the love and the swarming around him. And I'm we had right, folks, right, right. It, it, you know, we had folks who have been organizing, you know, for for decades. We had folks who have been, you know, I, I, a lot of the, the folks that I or, I know. It's through I'm in mean, meetings with them, I'm right. in the streets with them, right? But there was also like hip hop folks, rather. Yeah, no yeah, Name yeah, was there, yeah, Vic yeah, Mensa yeah, was there, like yeah, all. Yeah. And that it was it was all everybody. kinds of folk. Um, and and you know, the press asked him a few words, and he was smiling. I mean, it, it was it was definitely a victory. Yeah,
0: let, let's uh, let's take a moment to like speak about the press because like the, especially the mainstream media because before we get into a topic that I'm certain to be very critical yeah, in, in my tone and analysis there are people um, who are journalists and who are a part of the media who are mostly independent or with smaller institutions and platforms who are trying to do the work Um, and who do help us Mm -hmm. and who do amplify Mm -hmm. uh, because really visibility is like our biggest security Um, so I don't want to just outright bash the press but I will say mainstream media um, is inadequate at best um, (laughs) and complicit at worst Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so kind of just like in the moment of like the smiling guy, like, ooh, how was jail right when Malcolm was coming out and you know, him just being so disconnected with our reality. Um, how how are, are you feeling about the media um, in, in this moment and, and how are they contributing or not to um, kind of what is happening?
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there are a handful of reporters that I have come to trust. And that I make sure I I personally invite them, or I make sure that I know that they're aware. Kathy, yeah, Yeah. shout out. Yeah, (laughs) Zach from the Guardian. Like, there's a couple, Um, and even and they are, and it's amazing to me. But it's not amazing, but just like I say this, and and they'll come out, and they don't even always like report the story, and that's a lot has lots to do with their editors, right? But that they've shown a commitment to not only the story, but to us as people, right? And that that's important to me. And a lot of the most of the folks that I trust are black. Right? And I think I suspect it has to do with they see this fight as one that they are mm-hmm. caught up in as well and that th- that they are offering um that they see their work as part of the struggle and then I see the reporters who are there for the story um and I can tell I can c- spot you out by if you're texting me all day and I'm not responding that like that means I don't want to talk to you <laughs> yeah. right if you are coming up to me and I'm saying I can't talk right now and you stand there and keep looking at me you you are just there for this story you're not there for me as a person.
0: Yeah, I think I think first and foremost, um, it was it was pretty appalling for the week leading up to to the release of the video. Um, just the way they were kind of um, fanning flames to to America, or uh, we want to be specific, white America's fear of blackness, um, and just like implying that there will just be this irrational um, kind of like carnal response of just, like, destruction that's going to come and we all need to brace ourselves and prepare for it. Um, I felt that that was <clears throat> shoddy, at best, reporting um, and, yeah. and, and really irresponsible. Uh, and then also, um, like, propping up the mayor and allowing him to give this, like, everybody be peaceful speech mm-hmm. without truly critiquing him mm-hmm. uh, for for what he's doing. But, but I think what they do, what I am most, like, upset about especially those like ABC, especially those like the Chicago Tribune, um, is is like what you're saying of like just trying to capture spectacle. Mm -hmm. um, And they will cut as much context as necessary to make any incident look like a spectacle um, instead of like a logical progression. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know I had a personal encounter with a a member of the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, Uh, yeah, man, it was bogus, dude. Like, (laughs) So there was a moment where we had had a blockade in the road and a lady like drove through it and it was like it after us just like surviving so to speak this 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 brawl with the police um and us being very you know intensified um drove through our blockade and, and one of our you know organizing comrades was like upset and like visibly upset with the car um and i just saw him like trying to shoot this as, like, the angry mm-hmm, black woman mm-hmm. uh, attacking this little innocent white lady who's helpless. Um, and so I went and, like, was blocking his shot intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the first thing he said was, like, oh, no, you can't do that. I'm with the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> and I told him, I told him, I don't care. Um, and he's, like, I can film whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, you can, but I'm blocking you. You're not going to film this. Um, and then he kind of, like, threatened me or was trying to get me to move and like he had to know at that point like there's nobody no officer can get me to move right now so you're not going to be able to do that um and then he said i'll call the i'll i'll go call the cops over here um just to like like so Mm tongue-in-cheek knowing that we're out here literally like Mm -hmm. fighting for our lives um that like he was basically threatening to go get my executioner um And I got really upset in that moment. Um, And and I think it was just like really um, emblematic or just shows um, kind of their intentions and, 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 you know, what they are. I wish I got the guy's name, but he kept identifying himself as part of the Chicago Tribune.
1: That's disgusting. Yeah. Like again, like they're clearly not out there because they're down, right? Yeah. If you're gonna call the police on a young black man, right? Like for
0: nothing. For nothing, right? <laughs> like, I didn't touch him. Right? I didn't like threaten him. We
1: send out press releases. We invite you. If we then say, "Do not take this shot," you should respect that, yeah. right? And that if you're gonna then threaten us with calling the cops, like I don't want you there. Like you're you're not. I don't trust you to tell this story. I, I think we need to just create our own media more and more. And more yeah, and, yeah. How we do that
0: that that's that that's like of the Let Us Breathe Collective, one of our goals. We have capacity issues, but like definitely like amplifying it and framing our narratives mm-hmm. um with our own control mm-hmm. is definitely like a goal um and is necessary for the move because we have the tools. Mm-hmm. Um enough people have cameras, enough people have editing skills mm-hmm. um that we can come together. So if you're listening yeah. and you are a videographer or a photographer um and you want to help us to start you know a, a, our own, you know, for the people black led Media squad. Um, definitely you can reach out to let us breathe 773 on Twitter, um, let us breathe 2015 on Gmail. You can just hit me up. Uh, if you're listening, I'm, I assume you know my social media. <laughs> if you're not, if you're just listening to 88.5 WHBK in uh, in your car, much love. This is Ergo Radio, and I'm here with Paige May and I'm Damon Williams. Uh, but yeah, we need people. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about Because I think what was what's special about this moment is that. It is widespread enough, as we're talking about the need for people, that those who are not like, who don't do this every week, right, um, are coming out um, and coming out in numbers. Um, Do you you feel that we, how do you feel just about about turnout, especially those who may be foreign to like organizing or what we call protests?
1: Right. So you know, t- t- the, the context that you need to know is that Chicago is really hard to mobilize people in. And everyone has their own theories as to why that is. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, this is where Fred Hansen and Mark Clark got shot in their mm-hmm. sleep, right? This is like the, the police department that has killed the most people, right, in the country. Um, this is the, the police department that stops and frisks people at a rate four times worse than New York City. Right. This is hyper segregated and it's massive in its geography. Also,
0: I just learned that C- cpd has the most police per capita
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah and i and c- didn't even include you of cpd i'm sure right
0: right or any of the colleges and and, and when you or this the state sheriffs or county sheriffs and and when you think about obviously how policing works in basically the most segregated big city mm-hmm. in the country um if we have the most police per capita that's not equally distributed across the population right (laughs) like that's heavily concentrated on the south and west side so i don't even think the stats can like properly account for how heavily policed chicago is and it is at a level that has no comparison like it stands alone in how it polices our city and they also have hijacked 40 percent of the budget so for those who don't know um for 40 cents of every tax dollar that you spend in chicago is going to police and bullets
1: and as a and that's like one day's worth of that police funding wh- is the amount that we spend on violence prevention over the course of four, four
0: years. Four years, so four, four, years. $4 million dollars a day is what it costs to for CPD to operate, um, and just one of those days mm-hmm. could take four could fund four years mm-hmm. of violence prevention. I think that just that just speaks to. I mean, I, I th- how do you? We'll talk a little bit more about like people coming out, but like how do you even? How do you reconcile that, right? Because, like, for me, it's getting to the point where it's hard to not be, like, just completely idealistic or, you know, use broad strokes or, you know, see things as black and white. It feels inherently evil to be taking money away from what it it, it takes to run a society, what it takes for people to be safe, what it takes for there to not be widespread violence, what it takes for people to have food, shelter, and health care, and to spend that in policing those people. Right. Um, you, as someone who was, like, not born here, because, like, I'm just mm-hmm. now having to learn that this is what I've been growing up yeah. in. Um, it felt like the norm. Um, th- is there anything that you see on, like, j- just any... Like, it doesn't make sense to me, right. and, and I feel like there has to be some more nuance to it than just evil, because right. it feels very evil.
1: Um. I, I think that uh part of it I, I think it is I, not just evil. Um I think that I'm part of it is that I don't understand where the money's going. I think that we need to figure that out and that might mm. help answer the question. Um and I, I can speak more to what I mean by that in a second. But I I'm always concerned, right, this that that the problem that we're in today I understand as deeply tied to slavery. And Absolutely. and this I'm someone who like four years ago, if you were like, we're still fighting the same fight as the slaves, I would be like, that's absurd, <laughs> ridiculous. But I, I do, I, I see that fu- fundamentally anti-blackness, right? And the construction of, of the black as left out of what it means to be human um, is, is an old struggle. And if we understand that, then we also understand that our movement is it has a trajectory? It has mm. roots, and it's evolving, right? Yeah. And that nothing that we're doing—we should—we're never recreating the world, the wheel. That we we have inherited this legacy mm. and this tradition of black struggle, and at the same time, our oppressors have as well. Yeah. And so I understand the police to be the overseers, right? Yeah. And not not the plantation master, right. They're the overseers, the overseer,
0: or the slave catcher,
1: or the slave catcher, right? And, exactly.
0: And and, and and like I I, I use that. And I don't even want to call it a metaphor, but I use that, I guess, analogy Mm -hmm. very frequently these days. And for those listening who understandably, I I get why that might be a struggle, especially like for your understanding of self of like, no, I am free. No, I have control over my body and my life. Mm -hmm. No, I am not living in a society that like allows a slave system to to exist Mm -hmm. in 2015. um, We need to know that we've been like lied and tricked a lot in our history. Mm -hmm. um, And that when slavery was quote unquote abolished in 1865, the 13th amendment actually literally says that um, slavery or involuntary servitude will not be allowed unless a person is uh, duly convicted of a crime. Um, So legally constitutionally today, like if you take your constitution test in seventh and 11th grade, um, that Thirteenth Amendment legally says that slavery is legal today. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone is arrested, mm-hmm. so that means those who are arresting are literally catching slaves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and forty percent of our budget in Chicago um, is spent on on catching slaves.
1: Yeah. And so what was amazing was I, the, I talked to several cops. Normally I don't talk engage them mm-hmm. at all. But um, long story short, I had many long conversations while I was locked up. And at one point, you know, I kept. This was the second jail that I've been inside of for a long time. And and there, I can't really explain how, the, how um uh, much of a mess they are. Mm-hmm. Like the desks that the cops sit at are falling apart their chairs are disintegrating the lights don't work right mm-hmm. and this was a nicer one than the first one we were right. at all their signs are just writ- handwritten on scrap paper for like mm. the 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 men's versus the women's bathroom is just a marker on the wall. Wow. Um, just I would hate to have to be there. It's, it's a gross, dirty, falling apart place. So And, and I started saying, like, where is the money going? And then my journeyman said it to their weapons. And the cops said, no, 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 we have to buy our own guns. What? We have to pay for our own bullets. What? And we're expected to practice, right? And we have to pay to go to the firing range and pay for our own bullets. She pulls out the sleeve of her sweater and she says, I bought this 20 years ago. It was $100. You have to buy your own uniform it's falling apart it's all raggedy her sleeve is just completely oh ripped oh my god and she's like these pants were $50 they're 10 years old I bought these shoes the, your first vest is free but after that you have to buy your own and they expire like where is this it's not going to the, the, and the cops yes it's, they make money right they make better money than a lot of people mm-hmm. like in our communities mm-hmm. but they aren't low like they're yeah, not right. making that much right yeah. so it's, there's their salaries right and and pensions are not included in that 40 percent um so I, it's not the salaries it's not even like regular cops weapons there's something that we're missing that is taking up exorbitant amounts of money and we need to figure out what that is. My gut tells me it's extreme surveillance technology and extreme um, militarized weaponry that they have reserves of at this
0: point. And probably ve- I think they do spend a lot on vehicles. And I always uh, see vehicles. them coming from okay. from the Ford plant, yeah. um kind of out south mm-hmm. that they like mm-hmm. that there's always mm-hmm. new new cars mm-hmm. every year. Um, but you just I wish we were having <laughs> difficulties <laughs> with music because you just blew me away. Saying that they pay for bullets. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I wanted this moment to be, be free and I'm still trying to process and I wanted to talk um, about Laquan. But there is something in me even still um, that understands, right, that like the individuals are not inherently evil right. and may not even be fully aware of or are fully allowed to accept the impact that they have. Um, And I am aware that, I mean, I can't think of any right now, but I know that I know police officers. I know I have friends who have police in their family. Um, And I think that makes it complicated for a lot of people. I think the vast majority of CPD are people that are not anywhere near the communities that they are patrolling, Mm -hmm. but there are individuals that are definitely black cops, right? Like, um, so, so, how do you explain that in the system where you know especially in a department that has killed more people than any other police department i think i want to be accurate over the last five years maybe um how how, do you do you have any room for that tension of like individuals who you know were taught growing up that like cops and soldiers are our heroes right like that they are they are new york's finest chicago's finest and they are like you know protecting us um how can we reframe that conversation or how can we have a better understanding of of that conflict?
1: Right. I always say, I don't believe in monsters. You know, I don't believe anyone is born a monster. And the same reasons that we see, you know, violence in our own communities and Mm -hmm. that I push us to think how that came to be, how did that moment happen and why did that person do what they did? I think we do on some level have to ask the same question about cops. Um, I'm let, you know, I, I think if we dig deep, we find, mm. you know, it's white supremacy and 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 white supremacy hurts everyone, not just people of color. Mm. Anti-blackness hurts everyone, not just black people. Um, and I'll say this again, in, in those conversations with people, I remember this one cop that night, you know, she, I sensed a lot of guilt and she, she wanted to understand why. She's like, why do you hate us? And I was like, I don't, it's actually not about you. Right. Um, and she she starts saying you know that she's proud. She served for twenty seven years, and she believes that she's helped people. And I start asking her to explain what, what in what ways, and all of that. And and I I just asked her a lot of questions, and we get to this moment where I you know I say. So okay, so also there was a person in one of the men, in the men's cell, which was right next mm-hmm. to us. This guy came out when he was being sort of like questioned and processed, uh, and we could hear it was happening. And he was there because he had been caught. He was like drug, uh, like super high in public, mm. and so they were asking him, you know, have you used drugs today? He's like, yeah, I'm a drug addict. And they were like, what do you mean? I'm physically addicted. And they they start asking him like medical questions. So I'm like, he's naming, I need help. They're naming, you need help that we cannot provide. And like that man is get, is getting released and like nothing has changed. He right. is aware of the problem, the cops are aware of the problem, but the cops don't even have the power right. to actually do what they understand to be necessary to address this problem. So I started asking her questions and I, you know, like, you know, do, do you, she'd been working there for 27 years. I'm like, okay, that's war on drugs. Do you think the war on drugs has actually helped? And she said, no. Right. It has not. I have, there have been people that I have helped, but that the policing of the war on drugs has not helped. And I asked her like, you know, if, if, you know, the money that is going to support this, if you were out there doing your thing and she believes in relationships with people and you were doing that, if you were given the power to, instead of bringing them here, to this cage, instead bringing them to a mental health care facility, supporting them through drug addiction, helping to support them to like have a good quality public education. Like, What resources do you actually need other than that badge and that bullet to help people? And do you have that power as a police officer? And she said, no. Right. She, she knows it's not working. Every cop I talked to, and I talked to a lot of cops all around there, they all understood that the policing as it is is not working and that if we actually want to reduce harm we're gonna have to reimagine what it is that actually keeps us safe and that was shocking to me like yeah. they understood that yeah. at the same time there were cops that were coming through refusing to talk to us right. that i could tell hated me right. that i equally turn <laughs> turned that favor you know um and and you know i i just i believe in at the end of the day i don't believe in in exiling people i don't i don't believe in in hating people just right. to hate them but I'm not going to lie. It's hard. I don't know if I can ever not hate
0: Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there are those who are just, I don't want to use the word inherently, but who are actually violent, who are are actually prejudiced and have bigotries and hatred for people um, that they understand that they have the authority Mm -hmm. to um, execute with impunity, Mm -hmm. basically, um, except for one guy. Yeah. Uh, And they have the support. And so it's just really interesting to see people. And it it, it goes past just the police, like people just protecting their institution, no matter what. Uh, Being outside of Anita Alvarez's office and seeing a mostly black staff or a mostly staff of color. I mean, and she herself is a woman of color. We can't can't forget. Um, This is the state's attorney we're talking about, um, who like the Bar Association actually last night called for her resignation. Oh, really? Um, And so like the the like the Washington Post today has an article of like why wow, she's the worst right. in the country. Right. Um but I'm watching them in there like with all these people who are angry. Ronnie Man's mother is outside. Ronnie Man was killed seven days before Laquan last year. Um and they're like smiling and taking pictures like it's like it's a, a circus or something. Um mm-hmm. and it's just really interesting to see that. But I want to get back to to the streets and last night yeah. um and and why last night was important. Um um, you know, I think we, we should be careful, but like just kind of discussing, um, kind of how last night went about. Um, and yeah, cause you know, I know there are images of, if not us, our friends, um, that taken out of context can be spin, spun, um, in various ways. Um, so you want to just talk about last night and maybe how it differed from Tuesday and just kind of what went down?
1: Yeah. So last night was, um. The it was, was cracking first. To, yeah, was first so, of all, <laughs>
0: it was buzzing. Uh, yeah. First and foremost, <laughs> Wait,
1: well, where did we start? Harrison and State. State, yeah, yeah, and and I was shocked. You know, we said you know nine o'clock. We put that Facebook post event page up like maybe at eight o two, and right. at nine o'clock, there's already over a hundred people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, it was a lot of white people. Uh, to start, so to, to start, start, to start, exactly. yeah, because you know
0: they're early. They, they, come, uh, they, they come early. They were like, Empire they were was there, on. Like, I know. I yeah, know. Right. And they were there like eight fifty two. Ready with their like ready. pumpkin lattes. Yep.
1: Um, so we we instantly you know we take the street and we start marching. Um, and and we had said you know we, we had planned this whole thing. We we started meeting at, at a couple hours before. We we planned this in a very short amount of time, less than an hour. And you know our goal our goal was to hold space for Black Rage, and our goal was to 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 feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and I think we did that, and I and what was beautiful about it was that people were seeing that online and started coming out in droves. Absolutely. I don't know what it was at its peak, but I think it hit over a thousand.
0: Yeah, it yeah. felt like it. It if, felt like yeah. it had about a thousand. Yeah, before, so.
1: which is huge. Like I have only been a part of, I think, two actions that have been that big. Chicago, yeah. that's really yeah. hard to get. I that think. I people. think
0: um, when, during the Baltimore, Baltimore uprisings yeah. or Freddie Gray, mm-hmm. I think that was the, yeah. the only thing that was comparable. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was gorgeous. And, and, you know, there, there were those of us who were sort of the, the holders of the space, you know, I think sometimes we misunderstand leadership to mean you're always in front, you're always the ones making decisions, you're always the one doing everything. What I think we did really well last night was that we were able to lead and able to hold that space and support that space. But other people started stepping up, other right. people started sharing ideas, other people started, you know, saying, "Hey, take the sidewalk," other yeah. people say, "You know, go, go." Like, and and people felt powerful right. enough to like make this theirs as well. And my favorite moment I think was actually when we were in front of uh was that
0: 290? Uh I I think it was we were on like Ohio and Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. So like right where like ninety ninety four gets okay. off. You can get on two ninety there. It, it basically intersects to like all of the expressways yeah. right there. It was the exit. Okay. To to come
1: off. okay. So we're there and the police have shut down the highway for us. <laughs> and we're kinda like, oh, because you want to feel powerful and when they do the work for you, it's like Does this is power. So we decided to just claim that as yeah. our win, claim that power and hold that space and make them stay there blocking that that highway for us. And we stayed originally for sixteen minutes for Laquan. Um Um, And we ended up Opening up the circle and allowing anyone to speak, and uh, you know, I, Damon and I—I I don't know how many speeches we have given. Yeah, right? Yeah. We're like, you always see us. Yeah. And I—I I don't mind giving speeches, but I—it's it, so important. And and giving speeches has been a way that I have grown as a leader. Mm. Um, and and to see folks coming out, and everyone I talked to, it was either their first protest or their second. Right. right? And and even the family, Laquan's cousin was there and right. spoke. And to hold that circle with those people, and for people to come in and all of them face the cops and yell. Of the cops and to hold that stage for them mm-hmm. to let that out and say whatever they wanted to say to those police i'll never forget that and there was this moment where i'm holding the the, the speaker in one hand and holding laquan's cousin in the other as she mm-hmm. like sobs in my arms and it was the best and the worst thing that has ever happened to yeah. me in my life
0: yeah and I, I, I think that was beautiful i think that that is what has like made this um work um so important for me as having access and connection mm-hmm. to these families of these victims. Um, and like last night and being improv like she just told us she was his cousin. Like we didn't yeah. call her. It wasn't yeah. like a thing where we propped her up. Yeah, exactly. um, she just saw people were um, standing mm-hmm. up in her cousin's name and mm-hmm. came and joined us. But, you know, having access to Martinez, uh, you know, Rekia mm-hmm. Boyd's brother, uh, having access to Dorothy Holmes, uh, being around Mike Brown's parents, seeing Tamir Rice's parents, um, it, it makes it so much more real. Um, it makes it so much more than a hashtag. Um, and, and, and that is that is literally why we fight. Um, so I want to get to at least two more things before mm-hmm. we get out of here. We're on 88.5 WHPK. I appreciate everybody who's listening. Uh, it's, I have Paige May here co-hosting with me mm-hmm. as we're discussing um, what's going on in our city and in our world. My name is Damon Williams. Um, so something that's kind of funny to me because I, I like over the last five years ago, to really, really hate Christmas,
2: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, everything about it, uh, I think it's, like, one of the craziest lies. Uh-huh. It's like, top five lies of, like, that are still around mm-hmm. in humanity. Um, and so, people were messing with, like, the Christmas tree yeah. on Michigan. Um, and I know a lot of people were like, oh, Christmas has nothing to do with it. Or why are you guys mm-hmm. doing that? Or, like, you know, kind of shunning that behavior. Right. Um, I believe it's 100% valid, and I believe it is connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to speak on, on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the simplest way I can put it is like is we're there with Laquan's family, right? Um, and, and we basically were saying that no one gets to celebrate uh that, that that this is that there's nothing to celebrate right now um that no one gets to celebrate in this moment of of black people being murdered left and right of black people being harassed left and right and i think we understood the power of going after those symbols, right? It's the same reason why sometimes people go after like the flag is like there's nothing to be proud of here. Um, and and I think that that if it, it that visceral reaction that people have, because that was the of all the things that we were doing as we we're going through the streets and we were doing a lot, right? That was what, the only time I remember like many, many, many white people getting objecting loudly. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Don't do this. like going after that tree, like meant something to them. Yeah. And we knew that. Like that yeah. was not a mistake. Like, yeah. yes, that that anger that you're feeling, we want you to feel that. We want you to be angry
0: that literally like your way of life your belief system right like is contributing to Mm -hmm. our death right Mm -hmm. like i don't want to get too like technical or economic but almost every major corporation um every financial institution are like literally invested in the prison industrial Mm -hmm. complex so like your phone bill um most major retailers all either profiting or investing Um, in a a legal slave system right so Mm -hmm. like the idea of Christmas and like them creating this whole marketing thing of like your belief in like you know make believe right Um, Mm -hmm. is is actually funding or also being funded by like the destruction and you know the the stealing of black bodies Um, and I think that's an important connection that I think we can start to make in this space while the conversation is open. Um, we, we we only got like seven or so minutes left. Um, and I always like to to learn um, from everything I do and, and to to always yeah. um, self analyze and, and be critical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we've taken the streets the, the last two nights. I think we have a lot of momentum and a lot of support. Uh, my Twitter has never really like been more active than it is now (laughs) yeah um and i'm really appreciative of that uh but where do you think where do you think we are still most limited where do you think um maybe we've made mistakes what do you think we can correct um you know just just what what is a a critique um a constructive critique you have of the work that's being done or, or what's happening right now
1: yeah i think uh two major things one is is i think we missed opportunities to um, do political education, right? That's one of the main things that you can do as a leader. And I think particularly talking through um, why we center black women. First of all, why we just center black people, because a lot of white people kept getting mad at me for saying black people in front or white people get out of the circle or like out of the center of the circle. So I think, and part of that was just like, we didn't bring bullhorns, you know, like the logistics of like, there wasn't a way to talk to that many people. Our mic checks, even that wasn't working. Um, So I think we always need to be going into any action we do, it needs to not just be What do we want people to feel and do but also what do we want them to know right right? um and it can't just be that you matter right because that's important and but i think we always need to push push ourselves and each other um and especially when it comes to like the marginalization that happens within our own community as Mm -hmm. black people so that to me feels like a missed opportunity um and then also i think we haven't yet figured out i know way more than a thousand people are angry Right. Yeah. So, and, and part of this is just logistics of the city, which we spoke to a little bit earlier. And we, it's not, it, it, it's not mistakes necessarily that we're making, but we just, we need to be bolder and more creative each and every time and figure out better ways of supporting folks. Like it's not, we are not the only people that are going to organize actions and we have to be okay with that and figure out how do we support other people in better mm-hmm. ways? Because if, if we're, if, if we are going to have, you know, I, the media was hyping up, it's going to be the next Ferguson. And I, I like, I'd be okay with that. Like I'm okay <laughs> with, with that kind of uprising. Um but I'm also okay with with people doing whatever they want to do in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um but if if we want that kind of ongoing sustained um resistance that that isn't just contained to like one area, um like d- that we just take downtown every mm-hmm. day, then we're going to need to to have just more people leave. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, I
0: think I think that is overall of the work even before um this this Laquan McDonald. Um I don't know what to call it. Tragedy. Yeah. Um is that I think our biggest limitation as organizer or as those who are actively resisting, um, is that there is a disconnect mm-hmm. between those who are most affected yeah. from the system that we're fighting. Um and a lot of that is due to access, a lot of that is due to segregation, um, a lot of that is due to like protection, right? Like if yeah. you have warrants, you know, yeah. which a a like scary amount of yeah. young black men, specifically exactly. on the south and west side, have like going and confronting the police might not seem exactly. uh, like the way to go. Um, and so, just overall, um, I think that is what is needed. Um, and I think definitely those as organizers need to to understand that there is some barrier to entry or mm-hmm. some lack of accessibility to, mm-hmm. to what we're doing, mm-hmm. and figure out new creative ways. Um, and even if that means getting out of the front,
1: right. Um,
0: right. To allow those who are most affected by this era of mass incarceration, because that's what it is. We had 250 years of slavery, 100 years of um, de jure or de facto segregation, Jim Crow, mm-hmm. um, and, and now we're about like 50 years of, of mass incarceration, mm-hmm. and and that is more than just the people who are in jail right now today, right? Like that is a whole system mm-hmm. um, that is in place, and 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 we are all affected by it. And, and you know, I've been harassed since I was 13, but I know that I. Through privilege, right? Like I'm not experiencing the the boldest, you know, hit of the stick, um, and and I think that that is what is most what is most needed. Um, so w- w- you know, we only got a few minutes left, and I want to definitely just be intentional of of having Laquan um, in our hearts and you know in our words. Um, so I'm so heartbroken that this happened to him and to his family. I think there is, you know, no greater tragedy than the destruction of a body. Um, but um, I, I am also excited for his legacy yeah. um, because we will continue to honor him and fight for him. And I think because of him, um, the world can potentially be better mm-hmm. for some people um, or maybe even a lot of people. Um, so what, 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 from your position, um, would you see like being the trajectory going forward um from you know from this tragedy
1: yeah i mean i think that we're already seeing that that the murder of laquan has called into question for many more people than i have ever seen before has called into question the, the, the legitimacy of the police yeah that is already happening even before the video drops right, right? Like and good that, that's or bad copy incredible exactly Overall, the
0: legitimacy of yeah. of the institution
1: yeah. um and I, and and so um to me, like, that's, we, that's what I've been fighting for for so long, it feels like. Um, and, and so um, it's horrible, right, that people have to die for this to happen. And, 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 and I think the thing we have to push back on, what we don't want a legacy to be, is the idea that only when it's 16 shots that we should do this, right? right? One, one shot, one one shot, shot two is enough, shots is, right?
0: is just as tragic. Right?
1: Um, and, 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 but I think that people realize that, right? And that's really exciting to me. Um. And I think, and I think that, the, that the work with his family, figuring out how to move forward, given that they didn't want the video released, that offers a real opportunity to show, to live out what justice looks like.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, that, I, I mean, you put it, that's exactly how I feel. Um, <clears throat> I now wholeheartedly consider myself a prison abolitionist, but also makes you a police abolitionist because yeah. they, they are one and the same. Um, and I think that is a really difficult concept, especially a week ago. Uh, for people Mm -hmm. to understand uh, because we've been taught that the police keep us safe and that there are like just inherently bad people and that there is this idea that is crime and that there's there's this idea that is criminals um, and excommunicating them is the only way to keep the rest of us safe. Uh, And I think people can connect to the history that like crime was created, that idea was created to repress black people, right? There's violence, but Mm -hmm. the idea of crime was created by our society um, and how we handle that has been wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and people with guns and badges cannot keep us safe. Uh, arresting and finding people, right? Arresting, shooting, or finding people are pretty much the only power that the state gives yeah. police, and that cannot help or grow a, a healthy society. Um, and so, the tragedy of Laquan's destruction and his death, I think, gave people the visual to make that connection without having to read a book about it. Yeah. Um, but but that that is our time. Um, Thank you for coming here on My this uh, quote unquote holiday. Like, I, like I, I told you, I want to tell the world <laughs> that I really love and admire, appreciate you. Um, and your example from afar and from close is like helping me become a better human being. Um, and specifically uh, what you do for kids. You are, you are creating a new generation of like freedom fighters uh, that are going to do so much more than we're able to do right now. Shout so out to I just want to give you love <laughs> Miss, Miss May uh, for rocking with me today. Um, and that is it today for Ergo Radio. I appreciate everybody who listened to this conversation. Um, I-, I love you all, and, and be safe. Um, and Up next, we still gonna talk about some sports. We got Allie here with All Sports Radio. I'm sorry, man. It's, gonna be, it's a heavy, <laughs> it's a heavy conversation to follow, bro. But talk, talk about the talk about the uh, Bears, man. Um, yeah, uh, love your families, love yourselves. Much love. Oh, it's
2: my life, I have. Fight, nigga. All's oh, my life, ah. Hard times, like yeah. Bad trips, like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. Right, all right. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. My face is all day. not you please believe when I say? When you know we've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate Pope Paul, when they kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. All right, nigga, right. we gon' be alright. To a house you a car 40 acres and a mule a piano with guitar anything see my name is lucy i'm your dog motherfucker you can live at the mall i can see the evil i can tell it i know it's illegal i don't think about it i deposit every other zero thinking of my partner put the candy painting on a rego digging in my pocket in a profit big enough to feed you every day my logic get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your chico ah! i don't talk about it be about it every day i see you. Cool. if i got it then you know you got it heaven i can reach you pet dog pet dog pet dog my dog that's all big bang Chad, I trapped it back for y'all. I rap, I black on tracks, so rest assured. My rights, my wrongs, I right till I'm right with God. When you know, we've been hurtin' down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate Pope Paul, When the kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. All right, nigga, all we right. gon' be alright.